And I had this like profound moment of clarity where I've realized that I'm the only keeper of new beginnings and life changes that are occurring. And once I came to terms with that, it felt easier to let all the other things melt away and fall by the wayside. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Calm Collective Podcast. I'm Cassandra, and I'm so grateful that you're here with me today for another episode. So it's May 1st when I'm recording this anyway, which seems both so crazy and gratifying at the same time. It's not that April wasn't enjoyable per se. I feel like it was just a bit of a stagnant season for me. Chicago really lingered this winter. Literally, it snowed twice in April, and it's been just really chilly and gray. And as someone who flourishes from vitamin D and being able to be outside, it's been a little tough to take on the winter blues for the past uh, six months. I literally almost bought myself a sun lamp, but I decided to wait on that for next winter season. I've been told by quite a few healers and different mediums that I belong in like constant sun and I just don't know where that is I guess maybe parts of California but we all know that I tried Los Angeles it didn't work for me northern California is also just a little too gray so I don't know maybe one day I'll be living in San Diego or Ocean City or La Jolla or something like that but Right now, Chicago is home. It's just these winters are just so hard and really, really, really difficult to to get through. And I know I'm not alone in that. But anyway, today's episode is a solo episode where I wanted to talk about all the things that I've been learning throughout the past month. We've had guests on here the past few times and a lot has happened in this little life of mine. So I thought it would be good to do an update of sorts, catch you all up on what's been happening, where I'm at, what life is feeling like, and just new things that I'm loving and excited for. But before we dive into that, I want to touch on something. I realized that my offering of a free copy of the Attainable Happiness ebook in exchange for anyone who's left a review on the podcast and took a screenshot and sent it to me didn't hold much excitement. So I decided to try something else. Um, This is really just as a thank you for taking the time to help me grow this podcast organically. And I want you to feel like you're appreciated because you are. Even Even though something like this only takes about 30 to 60 seconds to do, it's still 30 to 60 seconds that you could be doing something else. And I just completely respect that time is our most valuable asset. So when you leave a review and you take a screenshot and email it to me at hello at the calm collective.com, I will give you a free instant downloadable print from my Etsy shop. So any single print that you want, your choice, these are valued at about $19.95 a pop. So I hope you feel the exchange is worth it. And again, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review, screenshot that and email it to me so I know that it's you, and I'll give you any print to choose from from my shop and you'll get it immediately straight to your email because I just love you and I'm grateful for you. It's as simple as that. So, okay, let's jump into today's show. First things first, I have been in such a declutter mode and this probably doesn't seem like news to anyone who knows me well considering I'm 
well, I'm always decluttering and trying to find new ways to simplify my life. It's like, I swear it's a hobby. It's like probably one of my biggest passions is like simplifying and finding ways to just streamline. Nothing makes me feel more grounded, but this past month felt just really, what's the word I want? Intense. It just felt really intense. Probably because, as I mentioned before, we haven't had many warm days here in Chicago and we haven't had a lot of sun. They've been really gray and grim and cold and rainy, which just makes me want to stay inside, cuddle up, and get rid of anything that isn't, as Marie Kondo would say, sparking joy. Um, This included everything from my once-beloved green velvet chair to to a painting over my couch to... Really little things like kitchen towels and, like, office supplies, etc. It was so funny getting the reaction from some of my closest friends about the green chair because they remember how jazzed I was when I found it over two years ago. It was such a lucky find. And at the time, I just, I had to have it. It sparked so much joy. I I couldn't handle it. Also, The quick backstory on this chair is that I found it when I was still in South Florida. So right after my breakup two years ago, and I was trying to stay, was it two years ago? Maybe more than two years ago. I don't even know. And I was staying with my mom for a few months while looking for a place to move back to Chicago. So my mom was like, why on earth would you buy that huge chair when you're moving, right? It's only going to take up more room in the moving truck because I just I didn't even get a moving truck I got like one of those little pods that was delivered and it only had so much space but she wasn't wrong it was just one of those things where I knew I wasn't leaving without it so when I gave it up just a few weeks ago my friends were like what and it just made me laugh because I get it and to an extent but then there's like this other part of me that's really starting to take over where I'm just not attaching myself to things anymore I mean Sure, that doesn't go for everything, but little by little, I'm seeing things just as they are, just as things. Some things hold more value than others, like, for example, a sapphire ring that I have for my parents, or my baby blanket, or a poetry book my mom used to read to me as a baby. You get the idea. But it's just been this gradual loosening of my mind where I don't want to feel tied down by things that aren't impacting my life in a profound way. Because at the end of the day, things truly are just things. Like that chair was once a significance of a new beginning. And then one day she was just a chair. And I had this like profound moment of clarity where I've realized that I'm the only keeper of new beginnings and life changes that are occurring. And once I came to terms with that, it felt easier to let all of the other things melt away and fall by the wayside. Like no longer tying me down, no longer having having any guilt around the fact that like I had spent X amount of money on that. The money's already gone. And here I am just left with a thing that now doesn't really hold any sort of value or emotion, right? So like Marie Kondo's onto something. Imagine if we just lived in a space, if we were surrounded by only things that held such tremendous value and brought so much joy. It really does just make you breathe deeper and easier and like flow through life in a different way. So I'm all about that right now. And I really hope that this frame of mind stays with me. It's something that I know is going to require practice because I know that emotions, at least for me, can play a big role on, you know, 
consumerism and um, impulse purchasing is something that I'm always having to be hyper aware of because when I get really sad or if I get really bored and I'm not using my creative energy properly, I'll turn to those bad habits and I know that that's just what they are. They're bad habits and they're old patterns. So it's just something that I'm really focusing in right now and it's feeling really, really good. Um, This also comes at a time where I'll be moving again. I know, I know. My lease is up in July. I'm the queen of moving and quite honestly, while my apartment building is such a joy, I love our doormen and women and our Epic Chicago view so much. I could cry. They're so beautiful. But the space in itself has never really felt nurturing or healing to me since I moved in. There's been a lot of tears, a lot of rock bottoms, nervous breakdowns, and life lessons have happened in these walls, which makes sense as it was the place that I came to immediately after um, a heartbreak, my, my biggest yet. And it really was just like a soft place to land, but it never, it never helped in the healing process. And I am such a homebody and such a nester that I've realized over time, day by day, that like that is so crucial to me. I need to feel so held and safe in my space. So I'm just feeling really ready to shed myself of all of those things and just move forward. And the catch is that I have no idea where I'm going to go. Zero. And I'm not yet panicked about that in the slightest. It'll be in Chicago. I just, I don't know where. Um, I'm waiting for the universe to drop little signs. And so far, I'm just getting a lot of twos. So I might need her to be just a bit more clear on what that means. Literally, I'm seeing twos everywhere. And I just, I, I don't know how to interpret that. So if any of you are good with numbers and spirit and how that all like intertwines, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. But all of the research that I've done is just saying that like if it keeps showing up, for you that you're on the right path but I'm also like cool I just don't know where I'm living in a couple of months but I know I'll figure it out I'd love to show up in a space that's just blank so to be able to just start fresh and new and slow shedding those old parts of myself that feel like that feel like I have to have it all figured out you know like right in this moment or else I've failed somehow and quite frankly that's bullshit and I'm learning that it's kind of beautiful to not know and it's just a part of the journey and it's a part of my journey work is good and steady I'm creating every day and feeling called to show up and write and take photos for people that I love and take photos for myself but I'm like I said I'm just so ready to leave these four walls they feel stuffy and stagnant and at times a bit suffocating and I'm just ready for something new. <laughs> what else? Um, oh, I read a book recently that I'm so obsessed with. It really rocked me. And when I say the title, you might be like, what the? <laughs> but just trust me on this one. It's called Rich Bitch by Nicole Lapin. Lapin? Lapin? I'm not sure. She used to be an anchor person on CSNBC um, within finance and she's brilliant. And she finally wrote a book that's just this no BS approach to smart finances, budgeting, investing, all the things. It was the first book that I read on finance. And as those of you who have been following for a while, I've read a lot of them, um, where I was just like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. And I didn't have to read the paragraph a thousand times over for it to sink in. I also implemented 
almost all of her tips and practices right away, like in real time. They're so doable. I feel so much more secure and organized in my finances just from reading this book and creating my own budget based on her breakdown. It really does make so much sense, and it really is so simple to create. When you read this book, you'll you'll see what I mean. Um, I'm going to do a full blog post on it um, and all that I took away from it and how I'm using it firsthand and show you guys that, but I just wanted to give it a little plug here because I know not everyone who listens to the podcast reads the blog. Um, so I'll make sure to add the link to the book in the show notes. Um, other than that, oh, I've been doing kundalini yoga at my local studio called Satnam, which is uh, the most heavenly place on earth, I swear. Speaking of not knowing where I'm going to live, I wish I could just move in to this building. It's so beautiful, and I, I feel like I just melt whenever I walk into the door. I look forward to going there every single week. The people and the gurus and the teachers are just magical, and the classes are so impactful. When I went for my first mindful vinyasa candlelight class, I was expecting something like core power. Um, now, nothing against core power at all, but holy hell, it's so different. Um, what I learned really quickly is that Satnam is all about the mind and the spirit and far less about the physical strength. It's it's based around mental strength and like really tapping into your awareness, um, which is just such a gift. I think that's been playing a part into how April has been feeling for me because so much is being built up through these kundalini practices and then released by doing the practice. And I want to do a podcast episode solely on this and my experiences because it's really blown me away. And um, to be honest, there's been some really beautiful synchronicities that have taken place within Satnam and through the practice. Um, so stay tuned for that. I won't dive into it too much right now, but that has been taking up a lot of my time um, and it's been a really welcomed awakening, I suppose. Um, speaking of practice, I read this really beautiful article that I'm also going to link in the show notes about saying no. I really want to do a practice of saying no for like an extended period of time. Maybe I start small and it's just a week where I practice saying no. I've, I felt like I'd always been pretty good at it. Like when I don't want to do something, I'll generally contemplate it for a while. Um, and then maybe I'll move forward or maybe I won't which is a really big step for me because I used to just be someone who was just like, yes, I'll do it, no problem, um, without thinking about it. And then the thing approaches and I just like, I want to backpedal and I have so much resentment and I just don't want to do it. Um, so just the fact that I take the space to contemplate is a really big step for me. Um, but oftentimes I'll still, I'm noticing that I'll like still let the guilt win out a little bit um, and I'll I'll end up caving or saying yes out of guilt or what have you. Um, so yeah, I actually want to challenge myself to truly only say yes when my soul lights up. Everything else, just no thank you. Um, why does this feel super important to me right now, you might be wondering. I just, I guess I just feel like the past month or so, kind of like what I was saying, I've been in this like relapsed state of people pleasing, saying yes out of guilt um, or feeling like I have to do X or they'll think Y and I can feel it taking such a toll on my body and mind right now, especially creatively. I went through a time there where I wasn't even writing much, and that to me is the reddest flag, like neon red flag. So I evaluated through free journaling that like what wasn't landing well, and I realized 
that it was because I was so busy and overbooked. Now, if you've been following along for any amount of time and you know me personally, you know I actually hate being busy. I loathe being busy. I really do. And that I've I've finally just like come to terms and to grips that that doesn't make me lazy because I don't just like sit on the couch and eat chips, right, and watch TV. I enjoy sitting still and I enjoy the calm and I enjoy having space to implement things that I really want to do on a whim, like go to yoga and strengthen my mental awareness or be able to sit outside and journal and work on the blog or be able to have space to record a podcast when an idea comes straight to my to my mind or to be able to go on a walk and create beautiful photographs of nature and people to add to the print shop right so it's it's for me being busy hijacks my creative state and my creative state is how I a express myself and b how I make a living and how I pay my rent and how I buy my food so it really is like this bigger picture I also noticed that most of the things I was booked up with weren't things that were really bringing me joy so some were necessary like work-related things shoots and other commitments which is just a constant part of my life that I'm thankful for but other things not so much those other things we'll call them were just taking up about like I don't know 75% of my time and my energy and I just knew that that had to shift so circling back to the season of letting go and decluttering this doesn't have to just do with personal items and things right it's it very much applies to lifestyle choices and our actions and I for one just intend on taking them seriously and just giving myself what I need I heard this quote recently that I really really loved it said you are the one that gets to live your life no one else is living it for you choose the path that feels right to you choose the person who feels right for you silence the noise and do what feels right for you Now, in full transparency, when I first read that aloud, I was like, God, that feels so selfish and harsh. But the more that I sit with it, I resonate with it so deeply. And I hope you do, too, because it's just so true. And we're conditioned to read or hear something like like that. Right. And just consider it selfish. But we get one life, you and me, one trip around the sun in this suit and If we're not living it based on how we want to live, based on how we feel like our best selves, or based on what our insides are craving and what our true selves need to radiate love and radical well-being, well, like, what the hell is the point of all this, right? If we're just doing things to please other people. So, I don't know about you. I just feel like I just want to wake up every day and know that I'm showing up in love. I'm protecting myself within my boundaries. I'm serving others by serving myself first, really believing that to be true, and paying attention to my mind and my body and what she's needing in each season of life. I just, I really hope that this gives you all some clarity and the desire to maybe do the same for yourself, to take inventory this month and see what's working and maybe see what isn't working, where you can shed and where you can grow. Remember, decluttering isn't just for things like your living room and your closet decluttering can serve as a brand new awakening a new skin of sorts and a chance to start again fresh